Kale and Company, weekday mornings, 6 till 10. Friday morning here as we continue Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Don't forget, coming up just one hour from now, uh, if you recall earlier in the week, a lot of conversation over cancel culture with comedians coming off of Shane Gillis's performance last weekend on Saturday Night Live. And we had a story how four unwoke Seattle comedians got canceled at a performance. Uh, and one of those individuals was Jim Florentine, and he will be joining us at 930 Woo-hoo. this morning. Yes. So. We're going to talk a lot about cancel culture, comedy, free speech, and he's also got a book coming out, so uh, we'll talk to him about that coming up. I was looking at his Twitter, big following too, by the way, because I, I didn't recognize the name initially. He's got almost got 200,000 followers, so he's uh, he's kind of a somebody. He's, uh, yeah, he, you know, he was on Crank Anchors on Comedy Central, um, you know, he's done, he's been in comedy for a long time. He's uh, He has a show uh, coming up on July nineteenth, uh, I think it is, and it's uh, it goes on sale this morning at ten a.m. So that's what he's here to promote. Yes. So we will talk to him in less than an hour. And right now, it's time for Don Stenzlin's Big Three at eight thirty-three. It's the Big Three at eight on Kale and Company. Other news of the day. Okay, number one, we're not alone as Americans in the fact that we are fat. We're oh. fatter than ever. We have fat. We have fat newcomers. We have fat new. We have fat newcomers. Thank you, Nick Kale. Fat newcomers, <laughs> as in the world, we've now reached a, a proud, not so much moment. Seriously, staggering statistics. Newly released details uh, about the fact that in the world, more than one billion people are officially obese. One billion. One billion. And this is uh, the journal. The Lancet, widely respected sure. and published in The Lancet, they're saying more than a billion children, teens, and adults are obese. And this is a worldwide issue now, not just in America. And to my huge. to my knowledge, looking at some quick uh, Google research, 8.1 billion people in the world. So one in eight considered obese. Are huge. Huge. So they're they're now putting out and they're saying doctors need to intervene. We need to talk about diet. And it's strange because at the same time, some areas still have starvation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in other parts of the world, you know, so you have underweight rates and obesity rates. But one billion, a concerning number, 880 million adults, mm-hmm. 159 million children. I mean, we've and, got, yeah, we've got starvation going on. We yeah. also have the cost of groceries up almost 20%. Hard to believe. If anything, we, the, the trend should be right now that Americans, at least, <laughs> are thinner than ever because we're eating less because it's too expensive. Yeah, what's going on here? Yeah. What's in the food? Cereal eaters. Well, uh, yes, it is It is the cereal crap. Processed. Yeah. Uh, you know, but, you know, it's, it's, it's more than just the eating. It's everything. You got to drink, I mean... You probably should drink, I don't know, at least, what, a gallon, a half gallon of water a day minimum, you know, 65 ounces or whatever. I drink close to 100 ounces of water a day. You know, you got to get do more. People got to get more active with cardio. But you know what's the, the, the weird part is to melt fat, believe it or not, it's not so much just the cardio. Like you have to do some weightlifting as well. So it, there's like four or five things to shed some weight. It's not just, you know, the food. You got to actually burn off these calories. So now they're working on all these different groups around the world are taking global action on on this issue that you're talking about. To your point, 
educating people, examining what's in the food with processed food, proper nutrition, and all of that. But just watch for this as countries in South America have started implementing front-of-package nutritional labeling that includes those warnings that are very clear about fat, sugar, and salt levels because, you know, that's really helped us in America yeah. with all the labeling yeah. Well, rules. if we put it on the front, like, it, you have to, is, it, is it too much to ask just to flip it around and look at the back? Like, do some due diligence. Do some research, people. By the way, I would love to know what, what continent is the most obese on the planet. I really would. I I've think ne- in I've America, ne- I think we're yeah. still. I've never seen. I've never seen fat Aussies in Australia. Everybody looks like they're in great shape. They're surfing, having a great time. Yeah. You never see fat people in the Middle East. Everybody looks like they're in great shape in the Middle East. Uh, Italy. When I took my honeymoon, my God, everybody was in great shape, which is amazing because you would think eating Italian food with all the carbs, you'd be as big as a house. Not, not the case. Which makes the case for the processed food that you're talking about. Indeed. That one's important. Uh, Speaking of that, number two, I have to go with the hot dog controversy because there there are now attorneys. This is our update that as the Phillies are canceling dollar dog nights, there are now attorneys getting involved. (laughs) Well, there always will be lawyers, right? right? The lawyers always win or maybe get the hot dogs, but there's now a movement in Philadelphia to bring back the dollar dog nights because they're doing this BOGO thing with uh, Nathan's hot dogs that'll cost much more than a dollar per. Mm-hmm. So what is it? Five, so it's 10 bucks for four? For four. So two, there you go. 250 a pop. Now, Dorenzo said uh, during one of the breaks that he was there last year when some of the hot dogs were being thrown, but he said for the most part, it's just the congestion in the concourse that's the issue. Oh, it's the congestion. That's what that's what Dorenzo is saying. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Let's talk about another study that says half of all women, more than fifty percent of all women, say it's tough, tough to talk about money, even tougher to talk about money than it is to talk about sex. Mm-hmm. So, talking about their personal finances, this is one of the most difficult um, things for women to talk about nowadays is talking about money to talk about finances. Now, in what setting is this? Is this with their husband or their significant anybody. other? This is with anybody. And really? it's a, it's a survey, um, in partnership with Versta research, Wells Fargo, I think help was participating in this or helping to fund these researchers at Versa, but women feeling judged. That's another top reason that they don't want to talk about it. But, Compared to men, 41% of all men are are perfectly willing to talk about money and financing. Women, not so much. More than 50% of women say they think it's a private topic. Private topic? It's private. Mm, okay. I want to talk about money. Furthers my, uh, my uh, study coming up that females are psychos. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, um, the only money topic that women were less reluctant than men to talk about is how much they earn. So men are much more open to talking about their savings, debt, specific investments, spending habits, and money mistakes. But men are less likely to want to talk about how much they actually make. Right. And how much they lost on a bet that they placed over the weekend. <laughs> yes. <that>. Right? <laughs> uh, 25, 25 bucks ding, is ding, nothing. Ding, ding, ding. Gas money. That's your top th- big three, Kalen Company. All right. Thank you very much, Dawn. 855-839-1210, which leads to this study, courtesy of studyfinds.org. More women 
may actually be psychopaths than previously thought, yeah. says the experts. Absolutely. Aha. Uh-huh. So get on your Twitter feed and get angry and tweet us and YouTube us in the comment section. But uh, we're just relaying the numbers. So apparently, misery loves company. Research suggests that male psychopaths outnumber female psychopaths by around six to one. Wow. However, here's the uh, the update. A UK professor is claiming that the ratio is actually about 1.2 to 1, up to five times higher. Dr. Clive Bodie, a Anglia Ruskin University professor who specializes in corporate psychopathy, argues that female psychopaths are flying under the radar because of gender bias. People generally attribute psychopathic characteristics to males rather than to females, Body explained in a statement. Quote, so even when females display some of the key traits associated with being psychotic, such as being insincere, deceitful, antagonistic, unempathetic, and lacking in emotional depth, because these are seen as male characteristics, they might not be labeled as much, even when they should be. Mm -hmm. So let's have a conversation. Now, look, as far as crimes, we know males typically commit the majority of the crimes. But, Greg, I've said this for years, and, Greg, keep your head on the swivel because Dawn is behind you, so I can see her coming. You can't. <laughs> uh, I have long thought, not only, I've, I've had two stances on females. Number one, I think secretly, and I've said this on the air, I think all females kind of hate each other. I really do. I think there's, there's just something, and you, Dawn, you jump in here anytime you want to clobber me. Uh, so that's the first one. And I've long thought for a while that the disparity is actually a lot closer than what people publicize. We always hear about all these male serial killers, the Ted Bundys of the world. You know what? We got to watch out for female psychopaths, especially (laughs) especially the sixty eight percent that are unmarried and vote Democrat. (laughs) (laughs) I got to say this: there's definitely more male serial killers than women. Of course, but they're not talking about uh, killers or physical violence. Yes. Just the traits that make you a little loopy. This is and and this is a legit study. This is neuroscience news, and many and may, you know many um, publications are picking this important research, picking it up. Mm-hmm. And so they're saying the female psychopaths may uh, the the reveal of their of the way that they're a psychopath may manifest in different ways. They tend to use right? words as opposed to violence to as, achieve their aims. This reminds me when my boys were in grade school, and they would come home and they say, Mom, you know, we might punch each other in the playground. Girls, it's psychological warfare against each yeah. other. Yeah. And that's really what this is, they psychological go- they, warfare. Yeah, they gossip about each other. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I remember there was a phrase, and my grandmother used to use it back in the day. She would say, girls are very catty. I don't know if you've ever heard that word, catty, like C-A-D-D-Y. <laughs> I haven't heard that word probably since 1995. Okay. But that, like, I, I'm seeing it in real time now. Because when, reference because when my daughters come home from school or they're at dance competitions, like last weekend they had a dance competition in... Um, um, I don't know, some some state, I forget. <laughs> and they got into a my my daughter Mia got into the most petty fight with one of her her teammates that were doing like a trio dance. And all of a sudden, I faced because I was watching I was uh, watching the live stream on this app that my wife sent me so I could see the performances. And I FaceTime them about twenty minutes before the performance. Mia's crying. Kristen's all hysterical. I'm like, what is going on down there? 
and she goes, "Oh, they're 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 bickering, they're fighting." So, like, I mean, it just goes to show you, like, it is psychological warfare. It's verbal. Men just punch each other. Mm-hmm. Women are more calculated. Yes, I will say. Um, my my sons will even tell you this that because I have some particular psycho women in my family, and so my brother and I teamed up and railed against it. And my advice to anybody, and, and I'm very serious about this because this is a serious thing in my family, is root that out with your daughters, get rid of it. And that's why I believe that, for example, girls in sports is so critical because there's a huge difference with guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys will just shake something off. And guys, you can you can make fun of something and you can shake it off with girls and that's why i think the social media aspect the mental health aspect of girls it's why they're able to get inside their heads in social media yeah and and it leads us down these paths of self-harm and all that's why we're seeing all of this yeah so i think it's a serious thing that we need to have this conversation to say and stop looking at yourself because girls identify often with how many times you say oh you look so beautiful Mm -hmm. don't do that yeah Talk about your actions with with girls. Raise them to take action and be confident within their actions, Uh not the way you look. Because guess what? Someday you're gonna your looks are gonna wane. If that's where all of your security is, Mm -hmm. then you're gonna be insecure. And I think all of these actions are rooted in insecurity. Insecure people are dangerous people in the workplace and the family. I also think men don't compartmentalize things well. I think a lot of men kind of just bury something, they bottle it, and then yep. it starts to build and build and build. And then men just go off the, the deep end, like Mount Vesuvius, and have an eruption. Whereas, like, if in being in serious, in all seriousness, if you, you know, I hate to use, like, one of these clinical psychology terms, if you just process it better, like, if you just address the issues as they come in and don't let them fester, mm-hmm. then you don't have these unbelievable, awful stories. And I'm not even talking about you know, violence, but like, you know, all the verbal explosions with the significant other, it's like, you know, just parse it out as it comes along, you know, don't try to just knock out 10 things at once all of a sudden because you just blew up, right? Yes. So that you bring up the best point about compartmentalizing something for me, I will, if I really have something, I'll write it down on a piece of paper and put in the fireplace or the fire pit, burn it. That it's gone. Poof. Yeah. It's done. What is he laugh? no, the, the, like the, the, laughing? Greg's like laughing hysterically. You're, you're being called out because caddy is C A T T Y. It's not caddy. C A D D Y. That's that's what golfers like a, use. Yeah. Is is that person watching on YouTube? Yeah. All right, let me just put up a finger for that person. <laughs> this is, that's what I think about your response. <laughs> caddy, caddy. Oh, I'm sorry. He's thinking about golf. It's Friday, and it's going to be 52. And it's going to be 64 on 20 Daddy. hours a week for a living, and I got people. I forgot. It was, it's, it's, it's one T, Nick, not two. I will tell you, though, as far as the word caddy, uh, yeah, it is cat-like, I guess. Yeah. How do you spell petty, by the way? <laughs> P-E-T-T-Y. But in television news, the men are the divas. The men are the catty ones. You're telling me Chris Cuomo's a diva or or Sean Hannity's a diva? I never would have thought that. The men are the real divas. Yeah. And I can I can vouch for that. We and we used to laugh about it. Mm-hmm. All the women anchors, like we'd go, oh, the, yeah. if people only knew. Yeah, Jesse Waters is probably just, the biggest diva oh, on yeah. the planet. Now every, look at him every day with the hair. Look at that hair. 
Not that I'm jealous or anything. But, yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll come back, wrap up the 8 o'clock hour, and then we're going to get to a couple of other stories in the 9 o'clock hour. Don Lemon, CNN in the news. Also, one of the former bosses here says, CNN, you could try or reboot all you want. It's not going to work. We'll get to that as we continue. Final hour on a Friday is on the way. Buckle up, folks. It's about mm-hmm. to get weird. It's Kale and Company. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. You know, they're predicting an early spring. It's going to be beautiful today in the 50s. By Sunday, we're mid-60s. I'm thinking about my lawn, and I can't wait to get out in the lawn. You know, we play the little Frisbee, play with my buddy boy, my dog. And that's why it's so important to me as far as my choice for a lawn care service. Doesn't it just make sense that you hire a company that will provide, of course, better results, but also that's safer for your family, for your pets? So that's why I choose Natural Lawn of America. That's my lawn care company. Natural Lawn's environmentally friendly approach to lawn care has been creating green lawns very quickly, more naturally, and with fewer weeds since 1987. Unlike other, you know, one size fits all companies, their technicians are going to work with you to determine the specific needs of your lawn. Natural Lawn's exclusive organic based products, they're designed to work with nature and not against it. And it's pretty amazing. Like I have some, I had some clover in the lawn. I said, you know what? I don't mind the clover. It's actually, it, it's actually good. It helps fertilize the rest of the lawn, leave some of it. So they're going to work with you on that. It means that your lawn is safer for every single member of your family. And yeah, even your furriest ones. For example, in my family, our buddy boy is going to be, he's turning 15 this summer. So kick that chemical lawn habit. Get started today. Natural lawns, safer products and programs. Take advantage of their limited time offer. And this is pretty great. Uh, free seating every single year. So you want to schedule Natural Lawn's full service program. Get free seating every year. 800 free seed. So it's 800 F-R-E-E-S-E-E-D. Free seed. Choose my lawn care company, Natural Lawn of America, greener grass, fewer weeds, guaranteed. Tell them Dawn sent you. This is the Kale and Company podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. Kale and Company Friday morning here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT as we continue live. Hey, can we promote something real fast? Sure. Phil, if you can pull this video up that I just sent you. So Jim Florentine is coming up at 930. Yep. Um, he does a he does a series called te- uh, Terrorizing Telemarketers, where he basically <laughs> phony phone calls telemarketers, and we have just a snippet of one if you want to okay, hear it. Okay, yeah, a little tease here. Yeah, this is, this is a little tease. This is from Terrorizing Telemarketers, Volume 3. <laughs> uh, this is him. He's he's calling the operator uh, Sweet Cheeks. <laughs> and the guy thinks he's being disrespectful. Oh. Uh, this is Jim Florentine. Now you go, Phil. Can I speak to Jesse? Yeah, this is him, sweetie. Okay, would you please not call me sweetie either, sir? Sorry, Toots. Man, sir, would you please not talk to me like that? Calling about your bill to collections. It's uh, for a balance of $31.43. How much was that again, pumpkin lips? $31.43. What is it for, though? Uh, I don't know. I didn't order it. I'm not sure what it is either, Buttercup. Please don't talk to me like that, sir. I don't know what it is, though. I would just pay the bill and get it over with. It's only $31.43. That's still a lot of money if you think about it, Sweet Cheeks. <laughs> Hello? I asked you, sir, not to talk to me like that. 
like what? With those sweet cheeks and all that <laughs> stuff. Uh, I don't go for that. No problem. Color cakes. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God. I like, would you rather have me? <laughs> what are your pronouns? <laughs> That's amazing. That is great. All right. Final hour is on the way. I've got a story with Chick-fil-A, the Orlando airport, and CNN. And then we've got Jim Florentine at the bottom of the hour. Back after this on Kale and Company. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings, 6 till 10. On Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.